The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Raising the Bar with your host, Amy Bredo. Do you ever listen to that inner voice? The one that tells you that you can achieve great things just by giving yourself a little push? Making that voice heard is what this show is all about. What if you could turn your negatives into positives? You'll hear from others who have embraced that personal drive and will help you raise the bar. Now, here is Amy Bredo. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Raising the Bar with me, your host, Amy Bredo, and my beautiful guest, Miss. Ashley Black. You will know her um, from her famous Facebook page, Ashley Black Guru, from the Fascia Blaster, and so many other YouTube videos where we can learn tons of stuff. Ashley, thank you so much for being with us today. And I just wanted to kind of dive right in. We had such a great conversation a week or two ago, and you had so many amazing things to say, even outside of what you're doing with your job. So just welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much. I did my show earlier today, so I'm all geared up with my headset on and and ready to be a part of yours. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, I was so curious the more I was, you know, looking into your product and looking into your passion and reading about you as to how this all came about. I know you had told me that you had um, many clients, which I would love to hear about even before you became ill and got kind of started on this whole journey. So why don't you just give us a little bit of backstory on you? Well, um, my journey goes way back to pretty much birth. Um, I am one of those kids and, you know, they exist. We see them on TV and, you know, you hear about them and you do the, oh, you know, poor kid, Um, except for it was my life. So I didn't really know poor kid. (laughs) Um, But I was born with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, or that's at least what the uh, you know, doctors told me, you know, now that I'm in more of the hybrid health space, I'm not totally sure that that's what it was. But I can tell you as a child, I would just be stricken in the middle of the night randomly with, um, you know, terrible pains where I, I couldn't walk, I couldn't move, uh, you know, just screaming and crying and all of that. And then a few days later, I'd be fine. Um, and that's kind of how juvenile arthritis seems to work. So a lot of who I am has kind of come from being that child that had to overcome things. And, uh, I was just really lucky. I have good parents and, you know, they, they wanted me to be better. And one of the first things they did was, you know, take me to a doctor and a doctor was like, well, she does definitely doesn't need to be sedentary. She needs to move. And so that's kind of where the journey began. Um, I was only two years old when I started gymnastics and I latched onto it and I loved it. And, you know, no matter what illness I had, it wasn't going to keep me from being active. And so at that time, of course, you know, I never thought I was creating some, some sort of, you know, new niche to the medical system, but you know, that's where it started out that early. I was four years old when I had the first episode. 
Oh my goodness. So four years old, you, that's when you started waking up with the pain. Your parents must have been so worried for you, not understanding. And when they diagnosed you with rheumatoid arthritis, was that through like a positive ANA count or, or I, mean, I don't know if testing is different nowadays. That- oh, we're so, I mean, first of all, I don't know if you can hear the little twinge in the back of my accent, <laughs> but I'm from Alabama and, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't know that you needed, you know, the great doctor. That's kind of a new thing to go see the specialist and okay. all that. You know, back in the day, and I'm 44, but back in the day, you everybody had like their family doctor and you went to your family doctor and whatever they said you did. That's just how the culture was. Right. Um, so I actually had my first episode at four years old and I wasn't even diagnosed till around age 10. So between age four and age 10, I was going through, you know, testing for spinal bifida, um, you know, getting my blood drawn every week. You know, they had gold shots. I took pretty much every drug that's now banned for eating your stomach. I mean, we didn't know. It's not like my parents weren't trying. And if there was things that were alternative that were available, they would have certainly endorsed that I did it. So I kind of went through that, you know, age four to age 10 you know, no one knowing what was wrong with me. Uh, they actually, at some point, thought it was psychosomatic. So, of course, you know, then you add the element that someone thinks you're crazy. Right. Uh, you know, you've got the kids at school that are like, why are you on crutches? And then you're a competitive gymnast. <laughs> yeah, so I think for me, more so than kind of learning how to make my body work, uh, more than anything, I learned at a very young age without knowing I was learning it that my body and my attitude about my body and my life was really going to be directed by me and that I couldn't depend on my parents and I couldn't depend on the medical system. I really couldn't depend on anyone to give me what I needed because I was the only one living it. And that attitude has certainly made its way. <laughs> it sure has. <laughs> through what I'm, you know, doing now. So, but that, that's how it started. Served you it very started well. started in childhood. Yes, absolutely. I think you become a fighter. I think people that, you know, get bullied or, you know, kids that have to, you know, overcome dyslexia or anything, we all kind of fall into a certain category where, you know, we don't know that we're learning how to overcome, but that's exactly, you know, what's happening. So, so through that journey and studying in school and then, you know, graduating high school, getting into your education, what did you decide you really wanted to become or study or or do? Was this a huge part of that decision? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought up until I was about 28 that I was the biggest failure of all time because at the time, nothing really made sense to me. You know, like, why would I have this job and that job? So as far as career, I started teaching aerobics. I was just always fit and just liked it. And, you know, listen, Amy, we got to go dig back to the jazzercise days yes, and all and of the outfits. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah, girl. I had you know, <laughs> the thong with the, you know, over the, I don't know, that never made any sense, but but we did it. Um, and so, and there was no, there was no real certifications at that time. You know, I think I was about 15 or 16 years old when I started teaching in the local racket club. Okay. Um, so, you know, I go back to pre-step aerobics and all of those things but I always was just kind of enamored with fitness and I enjoyed it and I was good at it but my whole family is engineers and uh, you know so I just kind of followed in their footsteps and 
went to school to be an engineer um, until I got out of school and I was I was like I was like I was like like wow I really hate this <laughs> and I started working for Jenny Craig which at the time didn't really make sense this is when Jenny Craig was you know richer than Oprah but wow. what I learned uh, through that experience was and, and and I don't necessarily agree with the whole exact diet that they do anymore but it, it definitely opened my eyes to the first time that food had something to do with it. You know, um, mm. I mean, I don't know how you grew up, but I, people just didn't really talk that much. I mean, I remember when like snack wells came out and we were like, oh, we can eat cookies now. But, right. you know, we had bread and dessert and it was like, and eat all your food, you right. know. So it wasn't even something, at least in the South at the time, that was on the radar, but a lot of what I do now is controlled through, you know, proper diet and, and all of that. So that's, that's when that became introduced was kind of in my early twenties, but that was before the event, which is, I think where you're probably leading me. Yeah. You know, I do have a question for you and, and I wanted to make sure if, if I understood properly too, but did you notice that you were less symptomatic dependent on what you were feeding your body with? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And even though Jenny Craig, you know, they've refined and I don't know their program, so I don't want to say anything about it. But at the right. time, it was still kind of food pyramid-ish. Right. But at least it was less processed. It was, um, you know, less calories. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time that I even thought for one second that that could have some sort of role in how my joints felt. Because right. certainly, you know... 15, 20 years ago when all this was happening, there was just not a lot of talk about what you ate or how that would, uh, you know, affect the inflammatory response or anything like that. But what it got me doing, because this is the way the program worked, um, is that I would journal. Okay. Food. And once you start journaling the food, then you can start seeing, you know, what sort of irritates you. So for me, it was kind of like I started in the exercise realm and then I became an, you know, an engineer, which got me more into biomechanics. I started seeing the body, how that works. Right. And then that led to uh, Jenny Craig, which brought the nutrition piece. And then after that, I went into medical software sales, which if you don't know my whole story, you would go, what is this girl doing? Yeah. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's like all over the place. But with medical... Um, software sales, I had to really learn about the medical industry and I had to learn all the different, you know, diagnosis codes and the codes that, you know, bill and all of that. And it right. just made me realize I was like, all these things really seem to be connected, you know, and I was kind of doing my own unofficial research on it. And um, I think in my mid 20s is when I really started to go, you know what, we're, we're missing something here. You know, it's so interesting that you say that to me um, because I know you said you got your juvenile um, ar rheumatoid arthritis diagnosis as a young child, and I know that you and I kind of had spoke. Um, science kind of tried to tell me when I was 20 that I had lupus, but I may not have lupus, but they couldn't really figure out what it was, so that's what they were going to kind of call it, which is literally what a doctor said to me. And <laughs> I was like, you're going to kind of call it that, you know, but my kidneys are fine. It's like I'll get... Uh, I had severe inflammation in my elbows and knees. I can remember them being like 
hot red baseballs. And as well, a and as a college student, I'm sure I was eating like Captain Crunch and beer. So I'm sure that they had, right. you know, exactly. <laughs> a lot to do with it. And I've just discovered over the years, you know, I decided to not stay on Celebrex or Vioxx or, oh, yeah, or, or Plaquenil or all the, right. Like I tried it. Um, mm-hmm. Diet is huge. It's huge. No, it's absolutely huge. And, you know, if you, I would love for some of your viewers to cross over to my show. It's called absolutely. Billionaire Healthcare. It's on the same network. But just last week, um, that's what our whole show was about, um, was all the just little things that we can do just to, you know, start to look at our health in a different way. And my mother has this saying, and I love it. And it's like, start where your butt is. So, um, you know, instead of going, oh, my elbow hurts, I need an MRI. Right. Start where your butt is. What has been in your mouth in the last, you know, three days? Um, Did you do any activities that could have caused this to happen? You know, what are your sleep patterns like? You know, what is your stress levels? Because now that that finally science and, and really more society is catching up, we're learning that all of these things go hand in hand. So that would be my one overriding thing with your viewers, if I could give them one little piece of um, advice Absolutely. is just to start where your butt is. <laughs> Absolutely. And to anybody listening, if you haven't listened to um, Ashley's show, you know, please, please get onto Voice America's website, go to the Health and Wellness channel, and it's Billionaire Healthcare, correct? Mm-hmm. And what time is that show usually on? We go live. Um, I was just sharing with Amy, you got to go live. It makes it. We're going live really soon. (laughs) More interesting. You can't, you know, if you screw up, it's too bad. But uh, we are on Wednesdays at noon central every week. Okay. Okay. So that's great. So get on there and listen. And I have to tell you, I know before we spoke, I was looking through um, your show feed and the subjects and everything. And I even shared with you, like, I've really been struggling with this back pain and I can't quite figure it out. So I listened to the show that you did. Do you broadcast with your husband? Um, We did last season. Okay. I'm solo this season. Yeah. Okay. So the one I listened to, he was there. (laughs) But, um, you know, I found that so interesting and I appreciated you to, you know, wanting to look at my pictures and see if you found imbalance and all that. So I'm super, super excited to. We really go out of our way to offer a lot of free services. Um, And one of them, which you mentioned, is sending uh, the pictures. And I think Dari, who's my husband, his his story is also interesting because he was actually working as an RNFA, which is a first assistant surgeon. Okay. And um, that particular show, I, I remember them all vividly, but he was actually working in spine surgery um, when we met and you know there are certain things that you can look for with back pain Um, you know for instance if if someone lies down and one of their legs rolls out to the side you know that's an indicator that they have a jammed hip and he was wheeling patients back under anesthesia you know, with their foot turned out thinking I could have fixed you in the lobby before you came back here. That's a pretty powerful uh, show, the back pain show. I think it just brings everything full circle. But, but, you know, there's so many things like that. And I think with my background not coming from medical, Mm -hmm. it actually allowed me to study the information raw. Um, I've definitely do. I, I do research every day. I literally look at you know, journals and the things that are coming out all over the world every single day. But it allowed me to look at it through a different lens because I wasn't trained that way. I'm just strictly looking for solutions. Um, And I think that's why I've had success. 
Yes, and I and I I find it amazingly interesting that your husband is in that field because I think the two of you are such a power together to really help people you know, be able to get their mobility back to feel better without getting surgery, you know, and even in the minute pain for I'm sure compared to others that I have been in, like, I'm just like, I can't wait to get that thing. I can't wait to get that thing. I've been like, (laughs) I've been watching YouTube videos. So anybody that is unfamiliar, or if you're not sure, you're just listening now, please, um, Look up Ashley Black Guru on Facebook. You can go to fashiablaster.com. Um, in fact, as soon as you type in fasha on Google, bam, it pops up. So, so yeah, we're much- actually kind of taking over Google now, which Love is great. It. I, I noticed the other day that I was the first in the drop down menu, which is great. But I will tell you, if you really want to get to the best information, um, I don't know if people know this about Facebook, but even if you like a page, um, the person who sponsors the page has to pay to reach their own audience. And so we started a private group and I think people have a lot, like it, it's just much more comfortable for them to post before and after pictures right. and all of that because it is a closed group and it's all women. So men don't even try it. And <laughs> that's awesome. That's <laughs> we great have to a know. Group for you, but okay. it is called Fascia Blasters um, private group. And if you ask to come in, even as somebody who hasn't purchased the product yet, because you will once you get in there. It's just a, I mean, literally it's almost like my hobby (laughs) is I just go in the group and just read the stories of what, you know, what people are doing with the product. And it's, it is amazing. Um, so everything that we've talked about up to now, by the way, is pre my discovery of this system that we're talking about. But, uh, it's so exciting. You have to just jump ahead and start talking. <laughs> Absolutely. On that note, we have perfectly timed it to take a bra, our first break. So we're going to just take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear more from Ashley Black and her journey to finding feeling good and moving well and sharing it with everybody. You're listening to Raising the Bar and we'll be right back. considered expanding your family through adoption but don't know where to start are you looking to get some answers and direction on how and where to start reach out to the community at the echo foundation the echo foundation offers five distinct areas of support for those children in need throughout the world we are here to support you and guide you through your process and beyond for more information please visit amybrado.com and click on the echo foundation That's amybrado.com and click the Echo Foundation. There are over 147 million orphans and at-risk children in the world. It's a global problem, but you can make a huge difference. You can help from home or on the ground serving opportunities. Please visit amybrado.com and click on the Echo Foundation tab to request more information. Our vision is to build a self-sustaining ecosystem of ideas, individuals, and organizations equipped to carry out the mission of hope for every orphan in the world. Help us with our goal of helping every child in need. Visit amybrado.com. You're listening to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. We'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions about the show. The email address is amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. That's amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. 
welcome back. You're listening to Raising the Bar with my guest, Ashley Black. Again, I'm Amy Bredo, and we are talking about living well and uh, increasing our mobility and feeling good and really discovering what is causing our pain and what we can do to resolve it without unnecessary surgery, even whether it be by diet, by um, rolling out our fascia, which I'm going to ask Ashley to completely explain. So I, I don't even know if I've been doing it correctly. <laughs> so, you know, we were talking about your background and, and your studying through, um, you know, different medical journals and you meeting your husband. What was it? I mean, you were in the medical software sales. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. So that, that's why you were learning? Right. So I was training hospitals and I was learning an awful lot about kind of more the traditional medical model because I, as a, even as a child, all I knew is that they wanted to draw my blood and I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> oh, nobody does. And then I remember my, we had a ski trip coming up and the orthopedic surgeon was like, she can't ski. She's going to hurt her hip. And so I think I just sort of developed a little bit of a disdain for any type of authority and I'm going to throw doctors in there. <laughs> right. So needless to say, I went on that ski trip. Um, but I had this little smorgasbord of education and all kinds of different things that I was studying and, and uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And at the time, that's when I was having children, not with this current husband. But um, So I was having children, and that's really when my entire life got turned upside down. After I had my daughter, I um, was having a lot of joint pain. And mm. so one of the techniques that, you know, I used growing up was to go have a needle and drain it. And obviously I don't like needles. Drain so the I, joint? Yes, draining the joint. Never heard of that. Okay. Oh, yeah. They just pull fluid oh. right off of it. I know. Isn't that crazy? I actually had gold shots. I mean, we've the we've come a long way. So I don't want to just make it sound like I hate all modern medicine because right. I know some amazing doctors that are doing some incredible stuff. But yeah, I've also seen some really... <laughs> scary stuff, um, you know, that I've participated in. And this is one of them. And uh, so I went in for what's called a hip aspiration where they, you know, draw fluid off the hip. And most likely the hormones of having a baby and, you know, God knows what all happens during pregnancy right. relative to arthritis or whatever it was that I had. Um, and I just couldn't get out of pain. And so I was desperate and I went and had a hip aspiration and I felt good. I felt great that day. And then that night I woke up and I felt like I was on fire. Um, I had fevers that were literally in the deadly range, uh, 107 to 110. Oh my gosh. I was paralyzed. I couldn't hardly speak. Uh, I, I had so much pain and I'm sure there's somebody out there that's listening that goes, Oh my God, I've had that too. You're in so much pain that you can't think you no longer, you know, know your name or where you are. And just, that was what was happening to me. And so that I can sum this whole event up, you know, that led to months in the hospital and I ended up having my hip completely opened up and they could not figure out what was wrong with me. Meanwhile, I had a bone-eating bacteria. So a flesh-eating bacteria got inside the bone. And, you know, I had everything from maggot therapy to I was, you know, packed in ice. And when I left the hospital, I'm kind of about a 130-pound girl. I'm about 5'2". I'm really muscular. And uh, I think I was something like 75 pounds. And I had no muscle tone. And... um, I mean, I really felt, at the time, I felt like I was just left for dead. Um, and they didn't know where it came from. It wasn't a bad needle. It, they well, had, for sure, it was right. that 
particular event, but anybody that knows anything about hospitals can tell you that it because it is a strain of staph infection, that that's right. something that they're kind of, you know, legal proof from. Um, right. And I was not really mad at the doctor. I was just kind of like, this is not okay. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. You come out and, and you're like, okay, I know an awful lot. Like I know how to stretch. I know how to build muscle and I can't, I can't stand up. You know, for me, I was thinking about my hip. How do I strengthen my hip and everything that I knew from traditional, you know, personal training and all the exercise of being a, you know, really competitive athlete was like squats and lunges and I right. couldn't stand up. So that's when I think really my journey into where I am going began because it was almost like, you know, you and I had a little talk about our spiritual beliefs. And, you know, I think that uh, I'm a Christian woman and I believe everything happens for a reason. And I feel like I'm walking a purpose um, that God gave me and I'm stubborn. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I love that. And non-apologetic. That was, right. that came out of your mouth. I love you know, it. Talk about how he whispers and then he slaps and then he throws you down. <laughs> yes. I, I got the full Monty, uh, wake up call. And, uh, anyways, from that whole situation, you know, he, he kind of, uh, he being God left me in a position where I had to go outside of, you know, there was no chiropractor that could help me. There was no acupuncture that was going to help me to walk again. Um, there was no hypnosis. There was no surgery. They couldn't operate it on me because I was too unstable. And when you're left in that position, you literally have have that talk with yourself. Like, am I going to kill myself and just be done? Or am I, you, you know, you take on this huge burden of, I, I got to, figure out how to fix myself. Right. So what a desperate, for lack of a better word, a desperate feeling. What's so months, crazy, Amy is, you know, now that we have our product with almost a hundred thousand women, um, and men steal it, but, um, <laughs> I get stories like this every day. I get stories where it's like, oh, I've been diagnosed with, you know, they have 15 things that they've been diagnosed with and not one of them is really a legitimate diagnosis. Right. You know, it's a uh, fibromyalgia. Right. Or I've got this rare condition, Ehlers-Danlos, or, you know, I have sciatic so bad, you know. So I hear these desperate stories every single day and I've heard them every single day since I've opened my first clinic to actually help people, which was way back in 1999. And, you know, hearing it over and over and over, you know, everybody goes, oh, well, you know, there's, there's chiropractors that do that. There's this, you know, physical therapist does it or, you know, but I can tell you this, if all that worked and it worked well and it worked on a mass scale, I wouldn't have a hundred thousand buyers. Right. 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 It's funny you say that my sister is, um, newly pregnant about 12 weeks and she keeps telling me like my hips hurt my back hurts and I, I saw her today and I told her about you I'm like I'm getting you this <laughs> she won't even go get a massage she's like it's weird I don't want strangers to touch me so this is good she can do this herself and this will be okay because I'm like you have a long way to go yet you're not even big yet so <laughs> you better we better figure Just this out tell her I don't feel sorry for her at all I think it, having three children in four years <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I had my kids back to back to back now they are pretty much grown I have college and then two in high school. So, but pregnancy is like a distant memory at this point. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it is so shocking to me that, you know, we have such a huge disconnect, like just what you were saying with your sister, right. you know, I haven't gotten a massage. But then you've got massage therapists who have very little training, right. although there's some really, really talented people that can probably cure some incredible things with massage, you know, and then you've got the disconnect of the physical therapist who, you know, they come out of school and they're trained mainly in the diagnosis versus the treatment. And, you know, they're trying to do things with exercise and biomechanics, you know, and then if you go to a chiropractor, they're trained to adjust these things away. And if you go to an orthopedic surgeon, he's going to give you the surgical option, you know, and that's what happens is everybody gives their um, you know, what they're trained in and we end up boxed into all these different ideas instead of somebody going, just stop, you know, bring it together. It's all of this. And, and the solution may be at all of it. You right, know? right. And it's funny how you say, you know, God brings us full circle to things because I've been seeing a chiropractor who I love and adore and who is amazing for this hip thing. And, and you know how the, sometimes people are like, well, sometimes he didn't say this, but, you know, sometimes <laughs> things get worse before they get better. Mm -hmm. I don't I can't get any worse like or I'm going to just get pissy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like it's getting to where like I can't roll in bed and squat and all that. anyway, blah, blah, blah. So I'm excited for this. I'm excited to. Uh, I believe it will work, and I think that's half the battle mindset is huge, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. Let's talk about your clinic um, and talk about some of your clients and how you started, because I know one of the things that you said to me that kind of um, stuck out was like you could only help so mm. many people with your own two hands, mm -hmm. you know, which is kind of how the creation of your product came about, right? Well, I think that anyone that's kind of in, and I'll throw you in there, Amy, it's like we're looking for a, a mouthpiece, you know, whether it be radio or Facebook or TED Talks or TV shows or, or whatever. The, the, it doesn't just happen. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're seeking to have a mouthpiece and it's because something is burning inside of us to where we feel like I need to share this with the world. Like it should not be sitting or dying with me. Um, and to speak to that, I mean, for me, what happened was, you know, I never intended to become a therapist or a biomechanical guru, or I certainly didn't have, you know, the fascia blaster, which is my tool anywhere near in my consciousness when I was starting the business. You know, what I had learned was I used my own body as a Petri dish and I traveled all over the world and I found some really great things and I found some things that were really stupid. I mean, I've done everything from have people chant over me. Mm -hmm. um, one time I was in India and they put a bowl on my stomach and they put these bones in it and like bong the bowl. So right. when I say I've tried everything, <laughs> I literally mean everything, things that are so far out of the box that you can't see the box. Um, but I ran across um, these amazing people who taught me stretch therapy to okay. how to be the therapist. Chris and Ann Frederick is their uh, name, and they are at Stretch to Win Institute. Um, and then this was also when some massage techniques were coming out of Canada. Um, I learned active release technique, um, which is still used today by a lot of chiropractors, massage therapists, trainers. It's pretty well known. But for the first time in my mind, it was like, oh, you know what? I couldn't lay hands on someone and, 
you know, potentially help them along with all of the biomechanical information that I had. So way early on in my career, like most people don't have this type of accelerated career, but I was just working with a few Olympic athletes who were a friend of mine's. And I was basically like, look, I can't help them with their biomechanics because their bodies physically cannot do what I want them to do. And rather than keep sending them to the chiropractor and to the massage therapist and to the ART person and all that, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to learn this stuff. Wow. And I started, and I mean within two or three months, you know, famous people were calling me and going, hey, can she do that? And I was, I literally... How did they find you? From the Olympians? Word of mouth. It was all word of mouth to start with. And then we had something interesting happen in Texas, um, which was we didn't have an NFL team. Okay. Uh, now we have the Texans. This was right when, uh, you know, our beloved team got moved to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so we won the franchise. And so I got one player from the Texans. Okay. And uh, I'll never forget it. He was like, hey, I got your number from somebody. And I was like, who is that? I don't remember, but whatever. This guy's famous. And I show up, and the only thing I knew how to do was like a shoulder or a knee. And this player was basically like, yeah, I just, you know, I want you to work on my whole body and stretch me. And I had never done it before. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No pressure. You know, this guy's like a pro bowler. Wing it. (laughs) Yeah, totally winging it. And I remember thinking, okay, well, I I know it takes about 15 minutes to do a shoulder. You know, so I'm watching the clock, and I I work on his whole body, and I stretch him. And at the very end, he goes, he's like, that was amazing. He's like, I'd like to pay you for the whole season. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. And I remember, I mean, here I am, you know, 30, I've never done it before. And I was like, there's no way I'm some kind of world expert at this, you know. And, uh, you know, from there, it just went crazy. You know, he put my card in every locker in the uh, Texans room. And, you know, I had some girlfriends and I was like, listen, you know, I think I have this opportunity to help all these players. Uh, Let me teach you all this stuff. So everything that I was doing was just sort of a blend of kind of my whole life. And at the time, I didn't realize how profound all of that was. But that that ended up leading to a 15 year career of owning sports medicine clinics and the symphony finally all played at the same time and the medical billing made sense and my injuries made sense and, you know, the food made sense. And, you know, then we created these clinics that, you know, have have really, really helped people. And I have just some, you know, incredible stories that that came out of those uh, clinics for years and years. So, but that is an interesting story. And I'll tell you what, Amy, not many people know that story. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing yeah, that. Your listeners are getting some of the, you know, original pieces of how in the world this uh, happened. Because now I'm known as the guru, but back in that day, however long, many years ago that was, I was not a guru. I was a very insecure person going, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, but you kept the faith. You took what you learned and you applied it. And and so many people don't do that. And the fact that you were able to to teach that as well is amazing. Do you still do any teaching like that? Well, I have my own um, staff who works uh, with me now. I have shifted directions big time. About five years ago, I decided to let the clinics go Mm -hmm. for exactly what you and I were talking about a little bit earlier, which is, you know, I I had staff and I had good, good people that worked with me and we were doing some great things, but it was always like one person could work on one patient and that was it. So in order to reach, you know, a thousand people, it would take you know, a staff of 20 weeks and weeks, which, you know, and I'm, I was thinking, you know, this was, 
you know, people can call it your curse or your gift. You know, this is why I almost died. That, you know, this was my gift, right? I, I, absolutely. And on that note, let's go ahead and take a break now so we don't have to interrupt the rest of this story because I think it's really, really important for listeners to hear everything you have to say and what you have to share, especially and how much it's going to help them. So sure. you are listening to Raising the Bar and we are talking about the real nitty gritty of Ashley Black and <laughs> all of that in a great way. So we will be back in just a moment. There are over 147 million orphans and at-risk children in the world. It's a global problem, but you can make a huge difference. You can help from home or on the ground serving opportunities. Please visit amybrado.com and click on the Echo Foundation tab to request more information. Our vision is to build a self-sustaining ecosystem of ideas, individuals, and organizations equipped to carry out the mission of hope for every orphan in the world. Help us with our goal of helping every child in need. Visit amybrado.com. Have you considered expanding your family through adoption, but don't know where to start? Are you looking to get some answers and direction on how and where to start? Reach out to the community at the Echo Foundation. The Echo Foundation offers five distinct areas of support. For those children in need throughout the world, we are here to support you and guide you through your process and beyond. For more information, please visit amybrado.com and click on the Echo Foundation. That's amybrado.com and click the Echo Foundation. You're listening to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. We'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions about the show. The email address is amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. That's amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And again, welcome back to Raising the Bar. I'm here with Ashley Black, and we are just talking about... What a gift she has that she's been able to give so many people in her career of um, owning her sports medicine clinics. But then, you know, you were just speaking about your transition out of that. So it was kind of perfectly timed. Uh, How did you just decide, you know, was it because you just felt like you weren't able to really reach and treat and help enough people with the clinics? I mean, what was kind of that point where you knew it just had to give? Well, you know, that was coming on for a long time. I don't think anybody just says, hey, I'm going to quit everything I've been doing for the past decade right? (laughs) and leave it alone. But I, you know, I was kind of in my mind thinking, and a lot of people were telling me this, they're like, you need to write a book. Um, And so I actually am so lucky that I, you know, am involved with people who work with real authors. I don't want to mention them because I'm not sure what their agreements are. But one of the best selling authors of all time, their ghostwriter is a personal friend. And she was like, look, I would love to write you uh, a book. Let's let's work on it together. She's like this fascia thing. You know, everything that you're doing with hybrid health is so exciting. Um, and she was like, maybe, maybe we can get a book agent to look at it. So the book agent luckily was into it and we took the book and we, I mean, I went to New York, San Francisco, all this. And finally I found this one amazing publisher who was so into it. 
But in the book world, somebody has to fund it. It's a very expensive process. So not, not only do you have to get your, a book agent, which is almost impossible, and then you have to get a writer, which is almost impossible, and then you have to get a publisher, that's almost impossible. Then you have to get a um, finance board to go, yeah, that makes sense financially. <laughs> right, right. And I can skip to the chase. So after almost a year of meetings, uh, the finance board were like, look, we love you. We think this is incredible. We want to know about it. In fact, can you work on us? But financially, we can't get behind it because they said you are an unknown uh, author uh-huh. and this is an unknown subject matter. Right. So you've either got to get your subject matter more famous, which at the time, only 3% of the population had heard uh, the word fascia, so that's certainly not popular. And then with me, I don't even know if I had a website at the time. I I was always word of mouth and whatever. So I was reading a book, and it's called Breakthrough. I'll plug David McCard. He's a British author. You have to get it on British Amazon. But he was just reading, uh, uh, he wrote a book, and I was reading it about how to kind of tip your life to the next level. And the whole book is about breakthrough. And I I read this, I'll never forget it, it's on page 49. I read this sentence where he walked away from his own company. And he was like, you know, everybody was telling him, oh, you know, you've built this from the ground up, you know, you're walking away with nothing. And that was how I felt. I felt kind of like married to those clinics because I had built them. But in my heart, I was like, I'm not doing what God commanded me to do, which is to really push this over the edge. And uh, he talked about how he dropped the keys on the desk and he walked away with more knowledge than anyone, a better client list than anyone, and never looked back. And I shut the book and my dad was with me and I came out and I said, I'm getting rid of the clinics. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And I was in Houston and I said, you know what? Houston does not have famous people. They don't know how to become famous and they don't know how to get things launched. I said, I either need to go to Tampa and learn about, you know, Home Shopping Network, like, you know, the movie Joy, which I can really relate to. I said, or I need to go to L.A. because that's where things happen. And I almost immediately got into the Los Angeles market and started working with very, very famous people. I don't have problems um, name dropping. I work with famous people like Tobey Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio and Alejandro Nacio, who just won, you know, back to back Oscars. Like I ended up in that realm and also worldwide billionaires as my personal clients. And they're really the ones that were like, look, if you want to do this, you can't depend on an agent. You can't depend on a book. You can't depend on any of that. You just have to go start making noise. And uh, that's what I did. So I invented this product that was as close to my hands as I could think. And in fact, now looking back, it's better than my hands. Um, And then I just used my personal network and all the good advice and you know I got some incredible partners back in Houston and they helped me put the whole thing together and uh, you know we were off to the races through just internet marketing but for me it's a dream come true because you know I'm on my Facebook page this is just one example and I I could give you a hundred we just don't have time but you know I'm looking at this massage therapist she's somewhere very country because her accent is very um, country I love it (laughs) And the, she's working with a patient, and he says, I'm going to imitate him because it's fun. He said, my feet was all crimped up like a chicken on a roost, and now she used that fascia blaster on me, and my feet are straight. And that is 
hilarious, first of all, but it is a microcosm of what I'm actually really trying to do, which is that I empowered that therapist and that therapist opened the mind of her client and that client got a result. And I could have never done that in my clinics. And this is happening on a mass scale, you know, and even not therapist using it, but just, you know, like you using it on your sister or, you know, my mother, uh, last week, our whole show was about Parkinson's. My stepfather is better 10 years into his diagnosis when, than when he was, when we started. And it's because she, she is empowered through the tool to treat him. And that's the way I've always felt. You know, I, it goes back for me, Amy, to the Bible, you know, we talk about laying hands, but what does that really mean? Right. You know, were we laying hands and fixing people? You know, looking back to the Egyptians, what do those hieroglyphics look like? They're touching each other. You know, maybe this is the lost art. Maybe this was where we derailed. And that's my hope is that I can touch as many people as possible to help themselves and that they will in turn go and help other people. And. And that's where we are today. You know, those are those are beautiful words, and it's not just sentiment. It's it's your why. It's your core belief on that. And it's and it's. I'm glad you explained your tool as hands because when I was watching all the videos, I'm like, ah, oh, it's like scary little monkey hands at first. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I meant that loving. I'm just I have, a weird, <laughs> I have a very weird sense of humor. But then when I was watching it, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, all right, I'm no, curious about this. Scary. You know, but. You're There's right. There's a technique called Lomi Lomi um, okay. where you basically just, you know, take your knuckles and grind the knuckles really hard into your body and that would work, but you can't really do that to yourself and there's not enough leverage and your hands would hurt, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not to say that there's no other way to do it, but like why? My tool is only $89 one time, you know, so why not just get what's designed to do it and you can reach every spot on your body and, you know, you're not trying to DIY it. So, right. Does it come with a video or do, or do you just have them watch the videos on YouTube? I mean, I was assuming it comes with directions and well, we give some general guidance as far as, you know, what zones to use on your body. But at the end of the day, you know, we have people who are using it to, you know, break up their C-section scars. And then we have people who are using it because they have a misalignment, which is probably what you have. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for your feedback on that. <laughs> As long as she sent me the pictures, just give me a few days. I actually, do, me and my staff do them all personally. So They're on your text string. It is, Enjoy. Yeah, it is not something, I, I don't know any company that's even doing things the way we are. I don't know. You can't like just go on Microsoft page and like have a conversation with Bill Gates, but that's how we do it. We, Amen. you know, we do live feeds all the time and, um, but it, it, I couldn't, I actually sat down to put together an instructional video and it's like everybody is doing it for a different purpose and the technique is different for every single person. So it really is better to, rather than going, okay, here's my ABCs of fascia blasting. If you can just get involved in the community and, you know, I said it on my show today. It's funny that you were bringing this up. I can't teach you an entire science in an hour or in one DVD. But if you jump into the world and you start, you know, watching videos and you start listening to my show and you start reading my blogs and you start reading the research that I'm linking to, you know, eventually you'll turn around and go, wow, you know what? I get it. 
and, and that's how it's been working. So yeah, and let's talk about what that page is called again, because people can find that on Facebook, correct? Yes, it's just Fascia Blasters is the private group. Okay. Um, and if you just Google Ashley Black Guru or Ashley Black, it will all come up. But the the group that I think everyone should get in, just because there's so much activity. I mean, it's going to become like an addiction. <laughs> well, I love that. But it's F A S. CIA and then the word blasters, all one word, fascia blasters. It's a private group, so you do have to and Facebook. Ask, yeah, you have to ask in, and it's only through pay- Facebook. But I do have, you know, anything, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. It's all Ashley Black Guru. So that's amazing. And all of you that are listening, yeah, please follow Ashley. And, and you know, you're amazing. You're super approachable. You're friendly, and you have that gift of healing, and. Um, that heart of empathy and compassion for people that are suffering. And, and I really just um, felt drawn to you in our conversations that we had, you know, and I'm also very curious about people being able to break up their C-section scars because I've got some scars. So I'm going to be on your page talking about all the great changes that are happening to me. And I'm going to be sure to be blasting that out everywhere through my own social media too. For anybody is listening as well, you can reach us through um, my host page at Voice America, which is Raising the Bar on the Empowerment Channel. You can reach me at amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. I always am super excited to receive your emails and give you feedback. And as we go live, because now Ashley is making me brave, um, we will just just do a live feed and I'm going to answer your questions right there. You know, let's talk a little bit more about your heart of empathy and compassion too, because even through your business, I know you and I shared some similarities in our stories about um, reaching out to under-resourced children or kids that are parentless or maybe don't have the same opportunities that we have. You know, um, I grew up pretty much with a single mom. I was in foster care for a short while. Fortunately, it was with family, but it still wasn't mom. Um, was happy to be back with her. You know, so I've seen her struggle. I've seen other people struggle. And I really believe that God allowed those things in my life mm-hmm. so that I would serve. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it gives me such joy to serve and, and hear about what other people are doing, too. And I, you know, one of my children is adopted. Actually, two. I have one who is still in Ethiopia and one that is here in the U.S. with us. And um, I just, I know you and I had kind of spoken about that. And I and I just thought it was funny that we not funny but great funny that we had that in common yeah for sure I uh, you know I was very fortunate that I grew up with two good parents Mm -hmm. Um, but my mother specifically she taught uh, special education in inner city Montgomery Alabama so you can imagine what she was exposed to and I just remember growing up we would always have some random kid living with us (laughs) you know and none of us ever thought anything about it. There was uh, six kids all together. And so it was like, oh, yeah, that's another one of, you know, my mom's projects. And so, you know, it wasn't weird. You know what I mean? I didn't right. have any, you know, boundaries around that. And, you know, as I had my own children and, you know, I also took on stepchildren. And then, you know, there were some special children that I had, you know, just intermittently live with me and then there were two very special um, children who I never officially adopted but I call them my adopted children because they live with me now they're in their 20s they're actually running my company um, and they both came from really kind of destitute situations and talk about you know people who are grateful and um, you know but I tell you what I, I don't know if I could say one thing to someone listening who's interested in helping a child in any way, mm-hmm. it, it, you're the one that's going to benefit, not the 
kid. I mean, they give back so much more and they teach you so much about yourself and how to be grateful. And yeah, I'm just, you know, as a, as a human, I just don't know how to turn that off. I want to touch as many lives as possible. You know, I'm, I'm helping people in health, but I also, you know, have a passion for helping entrepreneurs who don't have access to funds. Like I hate that all these ideas are dying and, you know, children who are underprivileged were, I've just been raising some money for a trip to Cambodia with women who don't know that being traded as a sex slave is not okay. Oh, um, gosh, you know, I would love so, to hear more about that. Yeah, we could have 10 other shows, but I, you know, <laughs> just my personality and my passion and if, you know, anytime I'm given a microphone, I'm in, in full liberty to talk about it. You know, I think that, you know, if you can impact somebody, particularly at that age, how old your children were like mine, like they were a little older. These aren't babies that we're talking about. Mine no. were in their, in their, you know, between 10 and then like early teens. Yeah. Ish, Ishmael, um, we call him Ish. It's his nickname. He was almost 11 when we adopted him mm-hmm. from Ethiopia. And then my other son that's still over there is actually 29. Yeah. So the same, same situation as me. Yeah. So I got him a little bit later in life. And I, I almost think that they, I don't know, the, the, my, my two that I claim, Lainey and Steve, they just, um, you know, they have this sparkle. And they have so much to offer. And it's so sad to me to think that that light could be, you know, extinguished because somebody didn't take a chance and just do the bare minimum and feed them and put a roof over their head and love them and things that, you know, we're, we're promised. Right. You know, and anybody that wants to learn more about that or help in any way, please, please feel free to contact uh, me or, or Ashley or contact us through Voice America because I know I have a lot of projects in the works right now too. It sounds like you do. And I would actually love, um, off show to hear more about that too because maybe there's ways I can help you with that you know we in wrapping up again ooh a thunderstorm hope everyone can hear that in <laughs> I am in Beverly Hills where I don't oh. think they have thunderstorms today <laughs> oh good old Chicago is about 85 and humid and here comes the rain so you know and but in wrapping up I just wanted to again thank you so much for sharing that portion of your heart now I'm sure there's listeners like wait wait don't let it be over so I hope that you'll um, have some time in the future to come back again and share more about your other projects and and thank you for caring for people who are in pain and um, just you know showing the love through what you do for a living because it really is a loving act to help somebody feel better and so I know from my own self like I already have gratitude and I'm not even there yet so I look forward to a great relationship with you and and posting in your group and if I can encourage anybody to reach out to you I'm surely surely going to do that so they are welcome to reach out through you or directly through me my channels are easy you know my inbox as far as my Facebook is real easy to reach me. Um, but yeah, I do care and I do care about everyone's projects. I'd love to do your show, but I just want to thank you personally, Amy, for letting me share this side of me thank on you. the empowerment because on my channel, um, and my medium, I, you know, I am a brand. And so it was nice to just be a person. <laughs> I love that you're a person and I hope to always treat you <laughs> as such. So Ashley Black, thank you so much for your time. Please find her on Facebook at Ashley Black Guru. You can pretty much find everything you need to know uh, right there and you have been listening to Raising the Bar and until we meet again I wish everybody well and Ashley thank you so much again we'll talk to you soon you're so welcome 
Thank you for tuning in to Raising the Bar. Please listen for another edition with your host, Amy Bredo, next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, get out there and keep raising the bar. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.